pizza, dino nuggets, mac and cheese. Well, that's what our kids want on the daily, but... You know what? Hey, Steph, if I'm being honest, that's what I want on the daily, too. I mean, carbs and cheese. Yes, please. But we have to balance it out with nutrition or whatever. (laughs) Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. So many aspects of being a mom are challenging. And if we're being honest, food is one of them. Our Mm -hmm. kids' food, our food. Yep. From picking, feeding picky eaters to managing a balanced diet. All of this usually falls on us, mamas. Welcome back to Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, episode 93. So, Michelle, I want to kick off this episode with a question for you. What does mealtime at your house look like? So, mealtime, dinner time, I guess is what we're talking about here, I is usually pretty good. I mean, this is an area where I feel like we did some things, and, and we'll get into this, we did some things with our kids as they were growing up and introducing foods that we now have a couple of real adventurous eaters that love vegetables, that basically eat whatever I put in front of them. And we do home-cooked meals basically every night. Every once in a while, we do takeout, but we're pretty pretty much a home-cooked, balanced, you know, uh, Betty Crocker family. <laughs> Just like I don't want to put myself Crock. on the back too much because we have a lot of the things we don't do well, and that's one thing that we do okay. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have a similar story in that we do a majority of home-cooked meals, very little takeout. Um, we, we don't have as busy of evenings as a lot of families do. So I will give that because I, I think my friends that have kids and tons of activities, it's really hard to do regular oh, meal yeah. times at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a lot of home-cooked, but unlike Michelle, and well, A, I should tell you, my husband and I are very adventurous eaters. I love cooking good food, gourmet food. I yes, love it. You are an amazing uh, so cook. I would not say it is not without effort that I have tried to make and create adventurous eaters. But Michelle, I have the full spectrum of children when it comes to the picky eating department. I you have do. a crazy adventurous eater. I have a middle normal kid kind of picky eater. And then I have what I would consider an extreme picky eater. Yes. And so, you know what? I'm here for all of you moms. I have <laughs> <laughs> <Get it> covered. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, I will say too, that just, you know, for the young moms who are, you have babies. One thing I did that I was probably one of my best parenting moves or decisions, philosophies that I got on board with was the whole baby led weaning concept. There's a book called baby led weaning and it's, for those moms with those babies that are about six months old, as they're transitioning from full-time formula or breast milk to incorporating some solid foods into their diet is to really allow them to be curious about food. And and I, my daughter had never had any purees, no baby food, nothing. We just gave her what we were eating. We would make it you know, so it would either overcook things so she could kind of suck on them instead of having to chew because she obviously didn't have any teeth. Mm-hmm. And and my, we did a little bit of that with my son as well. You do have to be vigilant because some of the food, they can kind of 
choke on. You got to kind of watch them in, in as they're ingesting it. The, the book goes into the details on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it worked in the sense that it taught my kids that food was fun and exciting and tactile. And, and they, as babies, really kind of got into that. And then that meant as we transitioned into full-on solid food, they were down for whatever. And uh, my son's a little bit more picky than my daughter. And my daughter was a full-on baby led weaning and she's very adventurous. So I really credit that just as a aside to how yeah. we ended up where we are today. Yeah. Well, uh, we are talking about the topic of nutrition today. So mm-hmm. as it relates to our families, as we've talked already a decent amount about, but as it also relates to you being mm-hmm. a mom uh, and what making simple, more nutritious choices, you know, in your days can mean for you, especially as so many people in January are new year, new you, like you're, you're looking to (laughs) embrace some new uh, habits. Uh, And so we thought this topic would be a good one to cover in January, but we have stuffed some really great information into this episode, including some of our very own favorite healthier recipes, uh, and tips from an incredible guest. Yes. And advice from our own network of mamas across the country, our sisterhood. Um, and before we dive into it, we do want to mention one thing um, about this episode. We want to be sensitive to the fact that this topic might be a trigger for those of you dealing with disordered eating. So if that's you, or you think it might be you, please seek the help of a therapist in your area because food really honestly can be a trigger for a lot of people. And there is help. So we just want to say that aside. We see you, mamas, if this is an area you struggle with. But now let's head over to Miami to hear about some mistakes we make when trying to eat healthy from Miami Mom Collective. So the biggest mistake we make, according to the writer of this blog post, is overcomplicating healthy eating. And she gives six easy tips to keep this idea super simple for us mamas and doable. So the first tip is eat a variety of foods. Think colorful. The more color in your diet, the more nutritional variety you're eating. Natural, not artificial color. Just, of course, as a aside. <laughs> also, <laughs> think about getting different types of foods. Familiarize yourself with which foods have proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Aim for a mix of these three macronutrients. So the second tip is to emphasize plant Based. You don't have to become a vegan. Don't okay, worry. That's not happening. I love cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this writer says that consuming more plants and less meat is helpful for many reasons. Uh, studies have uh, continued to prove that eating plant based foods leads to better health outcomes and increased healthy biomarkers. Okay. And the next tip is focus on whole foods. So we live in a world of convenience, which results in a world of processed foods that retain a long shelf life. Whole foods are foods as they are. So think whole fruits and veggies, raw nuts, seeds, eggs, fish, meat, poultry without added ingredients. Minimally processed foods are foods changed slightly, like peanut butter and cheese. Highly processed foods are any foods given a shelf life with a plethora of added ingredients besides the actual thing you're eating. And Steph, you and I both have done the Whole30 challenge, Mm -hmm. um, and that's a great resource if you don't know what we mean by whole foods um, Mm -hmm. to challenge yourself to eat that way for 30 days. Uh, the next tip, is, and I love this, is to enjoy your food. So being mindle, mindful of the food you're eating and slowing down a bit will help you to enjoy it. Take time to enjoy your meals, and that will help with digestion, stress reduction, and better regulation of hunger and sanity. 
Um, And listen to your body. Intuitive eating is a total game changer. It really is truly liberating to learn how to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and let your body guide you on what to eat. This is especially true if you've been on and off of diets for most of your life. Uh, And the final tip is honor individuality. You are you and no one else. Even Michelle and I are very different when it comes to this topic. Uh, (laughs) Your days do not look like anyone else's and your body is not anyone else's either. Or And your neighbor's diet or your friend's diet is never going to work for you because you are not the same. Understanding this will help you cater your diet uh, or your nutrition decisions to your individual lifestyle and not feel defeated if it takes you a while to figure out what routine is going to work for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, while we like to eat, clearly Steph, you and I like to eat and cook, we are not experts in this area. Um, So we did ask one to call in and give us some tips um, on nutrition as a mom. Megan McNamee is that expert. She is the co-force behind Feeding Littles, which many of us are probably familiar with. Uh, She's famous is what we're saying. Yes. (laughs) She's also a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and best-selling author. But interesting stuff. Her first tip for us is not about what we eat. First and foremost, water. Let's just talk about water and hydration for a second. It can be so easy to get dehydrated when you're a mom because we have so many other people relying on us to take care of them. And Water isn't just necessary for normal bodily functions. It actually helps with our fatigue levels. And if you're not drinking enough, you might be exhausted all throughout the day. So sometimes I kind of check in with my body and I'm like, what is off? Why do I not feel my best? Why do I feel foggy? Why do I feel like I'm about to fall asleep? And oftentimes the solution is water. For me, if I'm really dehydrated, popping some sort of electrolyte powder or tab into my water can help like liquid IV or noon. Um, Those are really helpful personally for me just to allow me to absorb my water a little bit more effectively. Okay, Steph, how much water do you drink each day? Usually not enough. (laughs) That's the answer. It's kind of like when the dental hygienist asks how often you floss your teeth. Not (laughs) enough. I'm like, you're up in my mouth right now. You tell me. Um, you know what? There are seasons that I go through like really regiment of drinking uh, even more water than what is recommended. But I am sitting here right now with a massive water, you know, one of those massive water bottles in front of me and I do my best. What would you say for you? Uh, Same. I, um, I have a cup of coffee in front of me right now, so Mm -hmm. that's not good. I don't have water, but I find it interesting when I'm working from home, the days that I'm home, I actually drink less water than when I'm out and about. Because I feel like when I'm out and about, it's like part of my routine to kind of consume water while I'm driving or while I'm walking Mm -hmm. somewhere and then refill my water. But for some reason at home, I'll go half the day and realize I've only had coffee. Yeah. (laughs) I need to have a better system. But I do like having a certain size water bottle that I fill. And I know if I have three of them a day or something that I've kind of hit my mark. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so Megan's first tip is about water, but the next tip is about what we're eating. Make sure you're eating protein with each meal. Again, this gets down to energy, also satiety. Protein is an essential nutrient. We know it's important during pregnancy. It's also really important during breastfeeding if that's a phase of life you're in. But um, we, we do need it with each meal. We don't need a lot. It doesn't need to be animal-based. 
But in order for our blood sugar to stay more better regulated, it's important to have a little bit of protein. So say with your breakfast, if you're eating oatmeal, make sure you're stirring some peanut butter into that. With your lunch, if you're doing a salad, maybe you throw chicken or chickpeas on top of that. Or maybe you're having some you know, soup, you can eat some cheesy bread. Just simple ways to add a little bit of protein will help you feel more satiated throughout the day. Okay, Michelle, she had me at cheesy bread. Of course she did. Of course, protein with every meal. I did not put cheesy bread in my protein category in my head. I was thinking like lean chicken and fish. So yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Megan, for coming to the rescue. (laughs) Although I don't think she's probably going to listen to this episode and be like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. (laughs) You should still have lean lean proteins. Uh, you know, Michelle, one of the other things that I have tried to incorporate into our family, uh, is just using vital proteins, uh, in some of our, like the girls yogurts, uh, my coffee in the morning. So I think, you know, while whole food protein is probably preferred, uh, that has been an easier way for us to include, uh, protein into our diet. So is that just like a supplement that you pour in and stir in? Yep. Kind of thing. Yeah. And oh. it's, and we buy the unflavored one. Uh, so no one can taste it and it dissolves very easily. So just oh. they are not sponsoring this episode. It's just something that has worked for us. So. Vital proteins. Yep. Where do you buy that? Anywhere. Costco, okay. Target. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I'll look yeah. that up. Okay. Well, actually, speaking of shopping, Megan's next bit of advice is actually going to make things easier on us staff at the grocery store. Buy a new vegetable or fruit you didn't buy last week when you go to the grocery store. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, I have to eat variety and I I have to either buy up the entire grocery store or I'm failing at this. It doesn't need to be like that. In fact, just trying one new type of produce is giving you different nutrition than you got last week. And it can be as small as that to actually make a difference. So if you haven't been eating zucchini lately or eggplant or whatever it is, pick that up next time you go to the store and see if that helps add a little bit more variety to your to your diet. I love this idea. I've never heard this tip before. Um, and I definitely get in a rut buying the same fruits and veggies over and over. But mm. just thinking every time I go to Costco, which is where we end up getting a lot of our produce, um, just just don't buy oranges this week, buy pears, you know, and then next time don't buy pears, buy berries or something just mm-hmm. to kind of have that variety. It doesn't have to be every day, yeah, but just, you know, on a routine basis, switching it up. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I have also not heard that tip before either, but it's a very simple, practical suggestion. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Megan's next tip is another fantastic idea, and it will help you to not be a grumpy mama. <laughs> It's so easy for moms to bring snacks for their kids and forget snacks for themselves. You still have to snack. It's important for you to get your energy needs met. And if you're not eating every three to four hours, oftentimes you might get cranky and hangry like your kid. So snacks that have a little bit of that protein can help. I love Lara Bar or other energy bars. Um, String cheese, I'll oftentimes freeze them and put them in the diaper bag or trail mix or some sort of nut. Um, I also love hippies, which is a type of It's actually like a dairy-free cheese puff type snack that has a little bit of protein from the beans that it's made of. So just something to think about, making sure that you get some snacks because as much as, you know, goldfish are fine, they're not very satiating for adults or kids sometimes. It's helpful to have a little bit of protein with that too. And nobody wants hangry mama around, right? No, no. I mean, mama is not a good mama. 
I, I think that kids like get a bad rap for the witching hour. You know, we're blaming them for the witching hour. And sometimes I'm like, maybe mama is bringing witching to the witching hour too. Seriously. <laughs> I, and we went, we went, we were going on a little family outing last weekend and I, <laughs> we pulled up and I looked at my husband and I'm like, before we do this, I need food. And he looks at us. He's like, everybody find mommy food now. <laughs> <laughs> We have to find mommy food now. It's true. We really do need to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I think some people are more susceptible to having the traditional hangry kind of, um, you know, episodes. I have one kid that for sure is major hangry. Uh, And the other two, not so much. Uh, It's just interesting. But uh, well, let's talk some more specifics. Uh, we want to share some of our personal favorite go-to meals, and we'll also link to these recipes in our show notes in the event that you're looking for a few other recipes to give a try. Uh, and we love hearing your great recipe ideas as well. So hopefully these inspire you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So Steph, I know you've prepared a couple. Why don't you, what's your first one that you want to share? Yeah. So one easy kind of healthy, more nutritious option is doing a healthy granola that I make at home and I have it in a big bin uh, or Tupperware container that we all use, like either on yogurt or just with some milk, like cereal. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, protein packed because it has a number of nuts in it, uh, gluten-free and very low sugar, added sugar. It's all um, sweetened by honey or maple syrup. So. Mm. Nice. That is a easy go to what I would consider nutritious option okay. for snacks or breakfast. Awesome. Okay. I the, the ideas that I brought to the table today are all kind of like dinner food ideas. So yeah. um the first one is um Iowa Girl Eats. Mm-hmm. Um and who I love her her yeah. recipes. But her it's mini barbecue cheddar meatloaves. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things that if you were gonna eat all of this in one sitting, it's not good. <laughs> You can make them, you can portion size these because you make them into little mini servings and you can make them, you know, like I have one kid who needs more protein, so they get a little bit bigger portion. And then I try to have a smaller portion because I'm trying to watch it, you know, so it's Mm kind of nice because you can really individualize them, but it's ground beef or you can use turkey and you have some cheese in there, a little barbecue sauce, um, some uh, onions that you caramelize. And my kids beg for this. And Mm -hmm. so I serve it just the mini meatloaf and roasted broccoli. That's it. Yeah. We, I don't put any other uh, starches or potatoes or rice or bread, nothing else. We just do those two things and that they are always begging for more. So we'll link to that recipe. It's a favorite in my house. Yes, Michelle, that's chef's kiss for me. I love that recipe. We do it a lot um, in our home as well. So good. And here's a note. If you heard meatloaf and immediately were like, nah, <laughs> yeah. it, it tastes so much better. It is like a barbecue hamburger. Yeah, with, it's more like a deconstructed hamburger situation yes. than a meatloaf. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Our, my kids also love it as well. So uh, along the lines of beef, uh, one of the recipes that I am sharing is one that we adapted when we were doing Whole30 a number of years ago, and we have continued using it going forward because it's delicious, <laughs> are steak bites and sweet potatoes. And it is crazy easy. All you do is get like a petite sirloin or a couple of them, depending on how many you need for your family. You cut them, dice them into one inch cubes, and you'll uh, essentially sear them in over the um, stove. And 
as those are cooking, you are also dicing sweet potato chunks, uh, but cooking them over the stove as well. Uh, You add in some minced garlic to both of those, uh, and then you make this um, curry aioli with, if you do avocado mayo, then it's a little bit of a healthier choice. Mm. Uh, And you dip both of those things in this curry aioli. It is so good, and it is so super clean and a great option. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. So, uh, the next one, Steph, this is, I think a lot of my recipes actually have come from your recommendations, but this one is straight from you. It's from your old blog. Oh, <laughs> and it's the salmon patties. Ooh. I love these. They're mm-hmm. just, you get can the canned salmon, get it at Costco, um, fresh caught salmon. And then you, you know, have this great little recipe that you make, you know, egg, a little breadcrumbs and, and make these salmon patties. And again, that fish, ugh, but my kids probably wouldn't pick fish at a restaurant menu, but they, again, eat these up. They're healthy. They are full of protein and they beg for more. Um, and it's a really popular one in our, in our house as well. Mm, you know what? I kind of had forgotten about that recipe. Now Don't, I need to go. You sleep on it. It's on the, your old blog. We're going to link to it. Stuff in the show notes. If you need a reminder on where it is. Gosh, well, those are delicious. Uh, well, my final recipe is a recipe that is it's called smashed potato burgers, and essentially it it is a massive burger, no bun, but on kind of a bed of smashed like little petite potatoes. Mm. Uh, so you'd make up the potatoes and then you'd smash them down and then you just pile your hamburger and all of the fixings on top of it. And I don't even know why just having like the smashed potato at the bottom makes this burger so much more delicious than anything else, but Mm -hmm. it is, it's so delicious, super easy. And for us, like if we, my husband and I like this, but then we would just buy buns for the kids and yeah. they don't have, you know, they can choose what they're going to put on top of them and it works just fine. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's my last so recipe. I am excited to try that one. I'm, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Um, so my last one is also kind of a, a burger dinner idea. <laughs> um, but I also want to just kind of take a, a second too to talk about the, the cookbook where I got it. So there's these, these two sisters out there and they have a whole line of cookbooks and they're called Trim Healthy Mama. And it's a whole, they have like a whole following there. It's a whole thing. And I don't do their quote unquote diet plan, but I did buy their book years ago and it is falling apart stuff. I cannot keep this book together. I use it so much and every recipe is a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. And one of the recipes is they call it the trim Mac salad. We call it the in and out burger salad because it basically tastes like a deconstructed in and out burger. And you just take romaine lettuce, chop it up caramelized some onions, you know, you, there's a special recipe to do the beef. So it has a special taste to it. You home make thousand Island dressing. Yum. It is so good and so healthy. And again, it's something my kids um, demand. They also have um, a protein pancake that I make. And I make, I'll sit one day and make a whole ton of bulk of these and have them in the fridge and I'll take them with me and eat them. And it's the cottage cheese and egg whites and, but they're so wow. good. So I'm going to link to Trim Healthy Mama because their recipes are so healthy and I've been using it for years and I need to take the book to like a place that can rebind it for me. (laughs) 
And my yeah. husband's like, why don't you just get a new one? I'm like, no, but I have notes in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love it. So anyway, those are just it. a few of our favorites. So yeah. Mamas, if you have favorites, you know, t- we'll obviously post about this on social media. So give us some comments, send them in. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode of just favorite recipes or something. But. Yeah, I love that suggestion. Okay, so. so before we wrap up this episode, Megan McNamee from Feeding Littles has one more thought for us. And lastly, just remember that nutrition is not meant to be perfect. We need room for fun foods in our life. And I think it's so easy to go all or nothing. A lot of us are very black and white in our thinking. But when we allow all foods to fit in our diet, it's amazing how we don't necessarily focus on them as much anymore. It's it's really easy to want the stuff you perceive you can't have. But when you know you can have everything, that food doesn't necessarily hold its power over you. So try to allow yourself a little bit more relaxed nutrition. I'll admit it is helpful to hear that. We can try our best, but we cannot let food control us. All right, mamas, uh, as you feed and nourish your families and yourselves this next week, don't forget to occasionally throw in some colorful, sugary treats on a side dish. (laughs) Yes, to celebrate. Well, anything to celebrate big and small, just because it's always a good idea to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.